into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is All right, supreme. here we go. And that is what that would sound like, though. It's like RoboCop. You can't um, really hear any of what's happening, but well, let me <laughs> let me read the text here for anyone listening. What you're hearing is someone took a video of a helicopter flying over a swimming pool in Baltimore, and it it's saying, "This is the Baltimore City Police Department helicopter unit." Please exit the swimming pool. There is no lifeguard on duty. For your safety, exit the swimming pool. And I think what's funny about this is the overbloated police budget and the fact that I think lifeguards in public swimming pools would be technically paid by the same money that is going to cost. Yeah, it's a public okay. pool, yeah. Okay, well, not if you want really good ones, but... Here's the first thing I'll say, which is the, you know, there's the obvious discussion about policy here, but it overshadows the more practical discussion. Giving an announcement on a helicopter makes no sense. Helicopters are the loudest goddamn machine people have ever created in the world. It is, you cannot hear what somebody next to you is saying. Nonetheless, what like a man with a gun a thousand feet over your head is shouting at you while you're in the like slide section of the public pool. <laughs> Civilian, put down the floaty. You will be apprehended if you do not get out before adults swim. Like that is a contraband chip witch. What? <laughs> your chip witch is now property of Baltimore State Police. Think about it this way. If you're drowning in a public pool, because you don't know how to swim and you're like flailing and you're like, oh, I'm at the bottom of the public pool. How will I get to the top? Do you want some teenager with a red, you know, uh, uh, lifesaver thing? Or do you want maybe like an attack helicopter to unfurl one of those long ladders? The ropes. Things that we see in movies and I'm not sure has ever happened in real life. Kind of thing seems extremely dangerous. <laughs> maybe it lowers down. It blows all of the, uh, it's probably blowing the water out of the pool while it's right. doing it. And then you, and you know how to use one of these ladders, obviously, because you've seen many movies. Well, the thing is, with the budget available, we put a weight on the bottom of the ladder. Now it's penetrating, piercing the surface of the pool. Oh, no, I can't swim. How am I supposed to swim out? Is somebody going to swim me out? Oh, no, a ladder is here at the bottom of the pool, and I can grab it and climb my way out as God intended. And you or get to yet. ride away like Rambo, like hanging off the bottom of a helicopter. And there's a, a, a cop who we know are obvious, notoriously smart and good at their jobs, man, like manning the helicopter that then takes you, I guess, home. Like you don't even An have easy to, to pilot vehicle. <laughs> that helicopter. Forget the ladder. That's uh, non-defensive spending. That's pork barrel spending for public money to go to a ladder. Uh, a missile could be shot into the pool, exploding and pushing you out of it. Um, and it would make it even more like a water ride. So it's like instead of a public pool, it's like you're at a, a actual water park with explosives. You One ride- hellfire missile would quickly solve the issue of the pool. Yeah, you ride the wave home like right. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's oh, really cool. Did you have fun, son? Did the police help you at the bottom of the pool? Did they give you a, a wild ride on the way home? Yeah, libs. Okay, so there's this one video that goes around, and ha-ha, we all laugh at it. But it is something that you may need to address the reality that it may happen to you in your life where somebody is being airlifted out of a canyon or forest or something. They, they, they get lost or the, they break their leg hiking. 
and uh, they're on a stretcher carried out by a helicopter, but they just start spinning. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> once you're spinning in like a hundred feet in the air, there's nothing to stop you from spinning more. So it just goes faster and faster until like it has parentheses. It's like the passenger has passed out at this juncture. And then it just keeps going for like another five minutes. <laughs> it looks so fun though. Like I'm sure that person is just irreversibly damaged from it or whatever to give him like a seizure or something but they probably God. no longer remember the third grade at all but <laughs> it it's it would be worth it <laughs> that looks like something if they if there's a six flags thing where they let you do that like on purpose i'm in it looks so good you just get mummified and then just you're can't see anything i'm sure you're just like rotating a thousand feet in the air what could be more exhilarating well you're still riding the the hulk i'm gonna i'm in line for drunk nick fury drunk (laughs) nick fury's helicopter bonanza (laughs) you know that passes but it's i mean we always talk about how police are being dispatched to do more and more things from what they were originally you know tasked with lifeguard is going to be a new one like that's that's going to be one (laughs) at this point like the cities don't have enough money to pay lifeguards it's not just Baltimore, uh, or they don't want to pay them. I'm really and laughing police... at the idea of you're drowning and someone shows up underwater to just shoot you with a harpoon. <laughs> that's kind of that's going to be what happens because they don't, you know, they don't actually know how to deal with with people drowning. What they do know how to deal with is something I always used to think of in my community pool growing up, which is what if a shark landed in the water? What if there is a shark okay. company that is flying uh product, living sharks overhead. And there's like some issue and one of the shark falls out and lands directly in the pool. That's something you need police officers on duty for. Oh, Great. I thought you were saying we deploy sharks to be police force underwater back the blue street sharks. Ooh. Like when they make a dog a cop. Yeah. Like when they right. make a dog like this is a shark is a sea dog, is what in you're saying. That would actually, I could definitely see like that happening. They deputize a shark and it bites a child and the entire police department like wastes all its money. Uh, well, can't waste all its money, but it spends a billion dollars in court defending the shark, which has been deputized. Right. And the thing is, the fucked up thing is the shark has like a house in the suburbs and a pension. You're like, what do I got to do to get the respect this shark gets? In yeah, this but he's got town? a cute little uniform on. And the little cop hat, and come on, it's wait. But this is this is very relevant to July because it's going to be Shark Week soon. Sharks do not do shit like except for two days out of the month. (laughs) They just kind of (laughs) float around with their eyes open, and then they're hungry and eat once, and they're like pretty much they're like barely alive. They don't even they're just texting the whole time. Sounds about great, white man. This is a good podcast. I I've heard they don't even like people that much. Like they, half the time they eat us, it's on accident, right? Like yeah, no. Years yeah. ago, there's a woman. Very sad story. Woman in Maine who was wearing a black bathing suit. She looked like I don't know an otter. Well, they think we're blind. seals when they eat right. And she got she was killed. That's very sad. But uh, that that they they don't think we're people. So I guess you have the to wear the most ridiculous like neon colors. Um. If you don't want to get bit, no, that's but, not true. They are they attracted to bright colors. Don't wear not don't wear bright colors. Okay, shit. Don't, don't listen take to this podcast list. for shark safety tips. We're just Andrews knows nothing bacteria. about sharks. I've been bleed. saying this for years. Do not bleed. Right, that's the key thing: is make sure you're not bleeding underwater. No bleeding. No jewelry. If you're really worried about it, don't wear like yellow. I'm wearing a yellow bathing suit this summer, and that's hubris. And I'm like in the north, and I'm not that worried about it. But if you're like in Central America or something, you know, you know the rules. Don't wear do. the Borat Speedo thing. If Don't you... swim at dusk. Don't bring a hamburger in the water. You know what it is. It's Shark Town, baby. It's Shark Town. You know, that was actually a major issue in the 1916 presidential election. There was a series of shark attacks off the My coast of New Jersey. My opponent is pro-shark. Right. That was <laughs> it, basically. Wilson and uh, whoever it was um wilson and we his it's kind of a sad story actually is he was running for president but he was uh killed and eaten by a shark in around <laughs> october so there was no contest in november 
He was just a big seal-like man. They called him the big seal of the transatlantic. Taft. I was kind of thinking Only about this top to question earlier today because it was in Manhattan. And like uh there's like what's interesting in Manhattan is that there are what once were public restrooms, like mm. public, public restrooms, like just for, built by tax dollars and shit. And they're all shut down, so everyone in Manhattan has to shit their pants like con- all the time, and they're all constantly just running into various businesses and going, is it okay if I shit in here? And that's just greatest city in the world, the paragon of we're the freest country in the world. No one can shit anywhere or whatever. There's 8 million stories out here, and they're naked. Yeah, it, but like there's two ways to kind of think about cops. The, the thing we're describing, which is they're so overbloated and they're this monstrous un like unreformable thing so a cop is going to get assigned to do shit that a cop shouldn't do but also like if they never became this monstrous stupid thing that is unreformable they would just potentially be city workers so like i was thinking about the cops in the neighborhood i was in a in downtown Brooklyn, I'm like, in a better world, they'd be men's room attendants. Like, they'd be, like, cleaning oh, these bathrooms. I thought you were going to say, like, the men's the room themselves. Like, we would piss and shit on them. <laughs> we should. That's also something that should be happening, is they should all be piss pigs. And you should be allowed to piss in their mouths and stuff because they're being paid by the city um, and shit on them, I suppose, as well, because you have to take a dump in your Manhattan. Those but are one like, of the better shirts you can buy from the NYPD. The ones that just, they're like a blue shirt. And it says, I'd rather be in the men's room, New York Police Department. I have one. It says, I'd rather be drinking piss. That's a police shirt. I bought it from uh, the NYPD at the police. It cost $800. Yeah, I know. But I like to back the yellow. <laughs> My friend growing up uh, was from Russia. And he said that when he lived in Russia, the Russian version of me, like in his friend group, was the kid everybody peed on. He was like, "There, such good friends, Anders. <laughs> it's not just me. It's right. I just peed on somebody. Yeah, they just chose the kid to be like the designated laboratory, walking laboratory. Oh, no. <laughs> that kid, his name is uh, Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Putin. Yeah. yeah, or Trump. <laughs> That's man, Russians are just take it so much like it's even like one step farther than <laughs> how do you respond to information like that? <laughs> There's no way that guy's normal. In my country, him. I would be on you. <laughs> do you like Diddy Kong racing? We would play that's crazy that you bring that game up. Anyway. But um, like, what if we bring the what like what if somehow a radical, you know, uh, government is elected and we reopen these public restrooms and then, but we, so we reopen the public restrooms and then we like current cops have to clean them and be men's room attendants. You go into the bathroom, you get drugs planted on you, you get shot while you're taking a dump and stuff. It doesn't work. Now, this is important city policy because I think like and I don't have any like evidence of this. I'm so young enough where it like hasn't really come up, but I worry like I've fucked up my dick by holding in my pee too long on the subway because like I did a few open mics in my 20s where they like make you drink some big beers and then take a 90 minute train home and like really hurt myself. <laughs> Other people like smart people just like let it go on the platform somewhere or like hide in a corner and piss. I'm smart. But, uh, I've done yeah, that. I mean, that's what you should do instead of like causing organ damage that you'll live with for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, well, that's supposed to be good for your uh, like your sphincters. It's right. supposed to be make you better at holding your, your pelvic floor. Yeah, but probably bad for your kidneys. I've always thought about peeing in in between the two trains. I'm just uh, I might be still wrong about this, but I just heard the th- about the third rail when I first moved to New York. <laughs> like, no, don't I, do I, it uh, onto the no. track. <laughs> well, if you're peeing out of the train, like that's gonna <laughs> land there, right? And like, I guess that what would happen is you would get electrocuted through the stream coming out of your dick up through your dick right. and then mortally like destroy like into your, your heart, your heart give and you die. superpowers which actually now that i'm thinking about it you know that's what the like, calvin sticker is meant to warn you to prevent <laughs> why well, people always throw themselves in front of the train when they want to commit suicide but like why not do it like that that sounds cooler it i mean sounds this like is... you would die instantly <laughs> 
through your This is your also going to be what kind of what happens once uh, cops become lifeguards and they'll to discipline children, they'll tase them and then just, you know, naturally shock the rest of the pool. Yeah, like when you throw uh, a grenade in a lake and all the fish die. Right. <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, you know, there is that sign in open work sites where you're around a third rail or high voltage uh, machinery that says, and like this is on the sign, it says, not only will you die, it will hurt the whole time, which is like to Ooh. stop you from touching Jesus. electrical stuff. It's probably um, fake, but- but if it goes through your dick, and that seems like a straight line to your heart to me. It's the main vein. That's what they call it in bars, you know? Because of it's up through the main vein. Oh, I about this. <laughs> that seems like it would go through all of your organs first. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, brain. literally your whole body would feel like it was on fire, I guess, for a minute. And then it may literally be on fire, but... God, that sounds so cool. That Wait, I just how... have to say this because I have a public platform and this, it's irresponsible to do, but it's Saturday night. I have a friend who grew up and would always make, like, a game out of holding his pee. And it is a real thing that if you do that for long <sighs> enough, he like pees himself all the time oh, as an adult. Oh God, he broke it. He broke it. I guess he there's broke no it. way to fix that. Really, medically. there's no way to fix it. He broke there's it. a famous astronomer who died from that. Uh, Tycho <laughs> Brahe. He was at a dinner in like what the 1500s or something, and he like really had to go to the bathroom. He was like, "No, I'm going to vape. I'm going to vape." And then it just like. Then he died. That's how Tycho yeah. Brahe died. What yes. popping noise are you describing? What what pop? What do you? I, how how graphic do you want me to be? Piss his just bladder. Came out of it. His eyelids are just filled up. <laughs> <laughs> he starts crying. Piss. He's like, yeah. I die now. Uh, now I'm gonna be real because I already go to the bathroom a lot. I think <laughs> I think about having to go to the bathroom a lot. And this is just gonna really make that worse. You know, just to get in the habit of doing it, welcome to the show, everybody. It's another week. Pod damn America with your friends. I think we went 15 minutes before we got to introing the show today, but that is, I think, fitting because, um, you know what? I was thinking about this. This has happened a few times in the history of our show where we've just been like, look, like we were all scrambling, texting each other like, ah, should we get this guest? Oh, no, they can't do it this week or whatever. We try to put out smart stuff interspersed with dumb stuff. It's kind of, I think, the model here. If you haven't picked like up a sandwich, on that, dear listener. But um, it, it's, it's too fucking hot out this weekend. And we're, we're busy and really come together. So you're getting a dumb episode. This is, you know, a fun Anders one. Anders has COVID. Andrews has COVID. We can't be working him too hard. Uh, Die of COVID. Has to pee. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he also has to pee. And you heard what could happen there. I've so. been watching this Spanish soap opera where they always play the title sequence around 15 minutes in, and I like it better. This is kind of cool. It's like one of those movies where you're like, like a Tarantino thing where you're like, there was an entire almost act, and then, you know, some cool Western music is playing, and it's like with. Jake and Anders and Alex. David Spector as the cop shark. <laughs> and introducing. <laughs> uh, I don't know who the fuck another The lovely. <laughs> AP Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AM Gitlet. Um, yeah, no, man. Let's uh but we don't worry. You're still gonna get hard hitting takes on the various goings on in the world today you can repeat hot opinions that we have tomorrow at the water cooler at work absolutely you should it might be a few days until you get to go to the water cooler because it is a federal holiday weekend it's true and as communists we're against it we think you should be at work right now (laughs) (laughs) i don't care what day it is it's time to punch the clock you dumb Um, fuck you should only work on this holiday and then the rest of the time be off maybe yes sure I don't know. How do you feel about Independence Day? It's it's always like, um, well, I don't like it in theory, but I do like hot dogs. That's kind of where I stand, you know? 
Well, yeah, it's fireworks like, are do cool. we celebrate any holiday for what the holiday is actually supposed to be? Or is it just like, I get to be drunk on Tuesday. Hooray. I can't think of a single one. Uh, There's Valentine's no wonder you Day? actually care about what it is. Just shut up and eat your hamburger. I wonder what the actual uh, origin of Valentine's Day. Like, I, I'm sure we could find out like St. Valentine actually didn't have anything to do with like love or whatever is just like dissecting worms and doing weird ritual sacrifices. <laughs> he opened the first investment bank. <laughs> it's something really racist. He like uh, <laughs> he colonized Uganda or something. Um, well, people always say that that one's like invented by the Hallmark Corporation, right? But I guess they drew it from some existing thing. Just how a lot of holidays. Right. Kind of- that's like we discussed uh, Santa is like Eastern European, Central Asian, obscure battle that doesn't really have anything to do with. Think of mine as a fantastic holiday. Why do you say that, uh, Alex? Um, it's margarita themed. <laughs> Every time I've ever seen you celebrating a thing, you are holding a a novelty oversized cocktail that is meant for three people and then like have drunkenly slipped into a character of like a different yeah, character. well that's true well but there's one thing where i don't slip into any character and that's cinco de mayo where i <laughs> quietly enjoy my large novelty beverage in silence in honor of the great general whose name is evading me now but only because yeah. i'm celebrating a different federal holiday you don't wait is that santa Ana? pancho villa no, it's not. No. So, it's not oh, okay. one of them. Oh, shit! Right. Fuck! Shit! Well, it makes me feel right now. Sorry, <laughs> sue me. Uh, Fucking sue me. But you know why there's no? You know who could install these public bathrooms in the great city of New York, the Big Apple, or La Grande Manzana? Is Mayor Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City? Yeah. Who? Uh, what? Speaking of pool uh, cops, like. <laughs> Yeah, this was the segue I had planned. Why did you second segue? This could have been the first segue. I don't know why. Uh, whatever. Uh, Cut that other one out. Hold on. What are we doing? <laughs> um. Wait. What did you say again? Speaking of, uh, I said he could install, install the public bathrooms. bathrooms. I don't know if he could at this point. Frankly, I, I think he could maybe designate a spot for a bathroom to be installed 20 years from now and then maybe it gets done because this guy is all over the place doesn't look like he knows how to do anything um he has been trying to respond to the lifeguard crisis which as we were saying before has sweep swept the nation not just a problem in baltimore but uh in new york city the they can't get enough lifeguards and he insists that it's nothing to do with the pay Right, because lifeguards don't go into it for the money; they go into it for the smell Love of sunscreen. Yeah, the smell of the chlorine. Right. Well, they do it for babes a lot of the time. One of the big problems of New York is there's no babes, and so really? it's a real critical juncture for us as a public municipality. Yeah, well, we we need oh, to babes. fund them. Famously, babeless city, New York City. There's no babes here. I don't know. I saw a whole movie about one that came here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, oh, oh, Lord. Eric Adams is always hunting for babes. So, I I mean, I would see him relating to the lifeguards. Maybe that was a genuine statement on his part because as a young man, he wanted to be a lifeguard to uh, scope out the spot for babes. Seems like something. Okay. He's still yeah. like single. It's mm-hmm. not clear. He. Uh, How's well, that not? How do you in the office? And that's not clear. It's not so clear where he thing. lives. <laughs> yeah, no one knows where he lives or what his <laughs> marital status is. You gotta admit he's got sex appeal. There's a it's someone right. is anonymously mayoring the biggest fucking city in, or you know, the main city. Long that's- mayor don't care. He, um, well, he did give that speech. I may have said this before, but he gave that speech a few years ago where he was like, you know, as a Brooklyn borough president, I have the opportunity to date some of the most beautiful women in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you showing up to dinner with me with a big tattoo on your neck that says, lick me. 
Yeah, you've said that before. Right after yeah, that, this is gave, coming back to me now. But right after he gave that, he said that in the speech, his spokesman to the press was like, "Um, he was speaking like uh, facetiously there because he does have a girlfriend right now." Uh, yeah, like publicly, his girlfriend, his girlfriend was like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> you can't say that." That's like you have an aide to cover your uh, speeches to the public, and then another one to cover up for your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> you have a Eric yeah. is at work right now. He can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but he is trying to uh, heat off the lifeguard shortage by spreading awareness about drowning. So he has launched a public awareness campaign. Uh, about how not to drown. So instead of having a lifeguard, you're going to have a little chart that's probably written by Eric Adams uh, and will confuse and probably do more harm than good. But at least he's doing something. He's always out there. He's always people that drown do so because they are not aware that you are not allowed to breathe underwater. So raising right. awareness is a worthy cause. You know, as a young man, someone I was I was took a plumb to someone telling me I could not breathe underwater. Who are you to tell the swaggiest young man at this pool that he can't breathe underwater? <laughs> I don't know how much trouble we're gonna get in for your Eric Adams impression, but he's too he's too good at it. It's like he we're in the chat with Eric Adams. I have you should play him on SNL. They should hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could just be my voice when I have a throat thing because his voice like does this weird crackly thing where it's right, like he's a, been out. It's a high and low pitch at the same time. It makes no sense, but it really when you do have a throat infection, it's it's a lot easier to do. Well, the thing about drowning is when it's actually happening, uh, you expect to see someone thrashing about and splashing, but it actually looks like they don't know what to do. And maybe if they had seen a pamphlet beforehand on how to prevent drowning, they would make more of a fuss about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like awareness is... Like, it's not the solution, but it is a step forward. If I had only known, like, if I had ever been at a public pool and then picked up a pamphlet and the pamphlet was like, do you see someone in trouble? Call a helicopter and wait. (laughs) Or, you know, as long as it takes a helicopter to show up, then I would never have watched that child die. We can say whatever we want, but it's cheaper to, to come up with these than it is to hire lifeguards. Certainly can't pay a teenager $15 an hour to do that. No. Teenagers, one of the hardest to negotiate with uh, work <laughs> sectors that we yeah. have. Their unions are too strong. They're the, one of the only populations you can pay entirely in beer. Right. I mean, <laughs> the, he, why doesn't he just pay them in Bitcoin? Could easily yeah, he fix Bitcoin. This. Yeah. So do they. They right. love computers, the internet. But it's funny. It's funny you mention that because, so this is from uh, a profile done by um, David Friedlander in New York Magazine, the magazine of New York. Number and, one magazine of the Big Apple. And we're, we're six months in to this mayoral tea, just the term, and uh, mayoral term. Mayoral tea is a mayoral term. Think about that. Think about it. So Think about that for once. There are all these people. Eric Adams refused to be interviewed for it, but all the people around him were like, yeah, he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. that is kind of what happened my favorite part is that there's a part in the article in the middle where they're like um although uh his staff did reject the claim that eric adams has done nothing up until now in his (laughs) candidacy uh here's a full press quote of what they want us to tell you that he's done and it's like (laughs) he's funded the government or whatever (laughs) I, what's I guess what's crazy about that to me is he was like Brooklyn Borough President. Like he's not like the outsider candidate. He's like Andrew Yang or something like that. Right. Where you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's got Trump. Like, why is he in there to begin with? He was kind of running on the I know how to do the job shit, and apparently yeah. just a lunatic can just get through <laughs> all of these jobs and then rise to the fucking highest one in the city. Right. Regardless of the political spin on being a cop or whatever, like 
if you've worked in the public sector for 40 years, I do expect you to like understand the paper pushing parts of this that have to be done. I don't just think you'll be like clubbing with Wyclef 30 <laughs> days out of the first 90 days you're in office. Well, it's strange because, yeah, not only does he have some of the most experience of anyone to be mayor of New York in government, he also uh, is a hard worker. Like he's out all the time doing stuff. It's just not anything that is constructive at all. He's always like, moving like yeah. a shark. Right. He, yeah. He can't stop and focus and actually like figure out what he's supposed to be doing or like what what a smarter strategy would be. Um, he slept on the floor of like the Brooklyn Borough Hall. Bur- like, the office. Yeah. Good. So ostensibly, it's not lack of like drive; it's just direction, I guess. Yeah. So much hustle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of his friends is talking about how. So he uh, right after his inauguration, he went on a private jet ride with Brock Pierce. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was from Mighty Ducks. From the Mighty Ducks, also a presidential candidate, arguably ran for office in 2020 um, to launder money for his crypto business. Um, he. Is a uh, crypto magnate, and he's the one who convinced Eric Adams to take his first three checks in Bitcoin. Uh, the market has been halved since that point. And one of Adams' friends says he gets charmed by the worst guy in the industry and looks like a freaking idiot. That wouldn't have no. happened. That wouldn't have happened to any other mayor. There would have been somebody to say, "Let me give you some background on cryptocurrency, Mister Mayor." Um, which you know, I guess he has yes men. He uh, he has no one there to tell him that he's this is fucking stupid. Who um, is that in the Mighty Ducks? I think the main kid, isn't it? Mighty Ducks. He sounds like more like he's in a movie called The Mighty Apes. <laughs> the know? Mighty Apes, folks. <coughs> what are they playing? Banana ball, folks. There you Come go. On. So one of his early promises was to seriously consider or even pursue, he, he actually agreed with a journalist who said, uh, maybe Subway should have metal detectors before you go into the Subway. should be a beep, beep. You put all your phone, fu- you take your keys, your phone, your wallet out every fucking time you use the Subway. Which should, I was then. very worried that was going to happen. <laughs> that would have wrecked the entire system. There's so many people that yeah, it's just right. that like everything seems to be malfunctioning on such a level that I could see them being installed and there being one week where we all have to try to make it work and then the city descending into chaos. And I'm glad it hasn't, but my faith is so low. Right. Everyone would start riding bikes all of a sudden. I know we would beat the shit out of those metal detectors. At least it's certain oh, yeah. stops. I mean, maybe in like Manhattan, they would enforce them but yeah the cops just wouldn't enforce it that's that's what happens sometimes just they're just like yeah whatever i fucking care just don't be black okay and this is a tangent but this is the new uh discovery on social media this week is that cops will dress up as um like grubhub guys like undercover and sit behind the turnstiles yeah, to catch people going through the doors, and I've been caught that way, and it is very tenuously legal. Yeah, I've been caught that way, and like I think I went to jail one time because like, I had like a warrant out. They caught me doing that, and then like podcast ran enemy Jake Flores has jumped the turnstile. It's so <laughs> fucking stupid, though. You need to beat the three dollars and fifty cents out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should just be free, you know, like the the it's just so unclear. If you live in New York, I uh, moved through 10 years ago. The cost of like a monthly metro pa- subway pass has gone up and up and up and up and up. It's not clear. No one knows where the money's going. The service definitely isn't better, you know, uh, and it's not even controlled by the city. It's it's sort of a quasi public. Uh, institution run by the state of New York, which has been under the yoke of Andrew Cuomo for too long, for a very long time, and now public-private partnership. Yeah, is but, what's happening. But anyway, after Adam says this, one of his uh, spokespeople gets on Twitter and says, "Of course, there's not going to be a literal metal detector. 
right? That's not what he meant. You're misinterpreting him and taking him out of context. And then Adams, uh, the article says, walked back the walk back, saying he was, in fact, serious about exploring the idea. So yeah, these weren't metaphorical metal detectors. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, how Stalin wrote great poems <laughs> yeah. and had like extreme liturgical license to just, you know, take things in your day to day life and turn them into metaphors. He's like, no, metal detectors means metal detectors. No right. Joking around about it. One of my favorite quotes uh, comes right after this. One of the, somebody who works in the Adams administration says, Sometimes working here can feel like Jurassic Park. And he is the T-Rex and is going to keep on testing the fences until he breaks through. He needs somebody who can whisper in his ear, Mr. Mayor, I'm sorry, but you are out of your fucking mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) He has too much swag. He's the swag man. His arms are really small, but his legs are huge. Legs are so (laughs) big. And And they step over the red tape. Yeah, his tail's just crashing through the skyscrapers downtown. <laughs> and I know this is a very old talking point, and we talked about this two years ago on the show, I think, maybe, but where does he live? Because there's a part in this article that's like, the apartment in New Jersey, he said, was for his, like, a relative or something his during partner. the race, his partner, so that he could live here. He's recently walked back and been like, I actually do live there. Well, now he has legal repercussion for anything anymore. He lives, like, <laughs> he lives well, in a, I think it's clear. He lives in a punk house. He's like so many of us that moved to right. New York and moved into sea squat, you know, with choking victim guys or McKibben lofts. He lives in sort of a walled off section of a loft. They're charging rent for two people, but there's like seven that live there. He's been playing Wonderwall outside of Jake's house every day. (laughs) Yeah. He's (laughs) the wagon wheel guy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And that's, this should be an inspiring story to you. If you're ever thinking about moving to the greatest city in the world, you can, I mean, if you really put your nose to the grindstone, you know, you might not have the greatest apartment, but you can rise to the top of the city and basically become i mean you you can live your dreams here you can become that's what eric adams is doing i think he listens to like like techno and like happy hardcore he's a weirdo who just happens to be mayor i think i I would not be surprised if he has beats i think this is just one of many jobs he'll have in in the course of his career we're all very excited about this young man's career eric adams (laughs) i mean so New York is a sort of rarity in this sense that we actually do provide some of the only free housing in the city is for the mayor, Gracie Mansion, which I don't I can't think of any other city that gives the mayor a house to live in. But um, it is funny how like you basically have to become the mayor to get that. Like, so we have a housing lottery here that every now and again, you hear somebody getting hooked up with like an affordable quality apartment with. But I have a sense that the housing lottery, most of it is just like a very long process Like you sign something. And then like in 10 years, they'll ask you to run for mayor so you can get have a shot at living in Gracie Mansion, because that's really the only way to get a good deal on real estate in the city. But he um, speaking of housing, though, this is a move I kind of liked. I doubt it was intentional, but you, we all remember the video of him and Kara DeLevine. Is that her name? Um, that is her name, Anders. They were hopping and bopping. He was kind of doing his own thing, but she was like, you know, having a stroke next to him. And that was at a party. Very delicately for, <laughs> This was at a party for uh, Wells Fargo, which had released a credit card to make it that you could pay rent with. That was like the theme of the party, which sounds like, you know, something that would be right up Eric Adams Alley. And then right. just like he has a lot of apartments. <laughs> I think he lives in my building. then just like two weeks later he says oh actually we're gonna the city of new york will no longer do business with wells fargo because they discriminated against uh, black homeowners which is true and you know a reason to not go to their parties in the first place but it's very it seems like he's just finding out all this stuff as he goes and reacting to it and sometimes he'll uh, hit a good thing right he'll do this so like here in a meeting, oh, they did this? Okay, well, fuck them. 
and then, you know, go on to do business with some other shady bank. But And then he'll also walk back, stop and frisk, which has been out of public policy for the last 10 years or whatever. Right. It's a strange sort of thing because... Uh, because it's not really like an ideological through line, right? It's just this guy It in a very um, reminiscent feeling to the Donald Trump presidency. It's whoever he's hung out with recently is now the new law of America's largest city. Right. And so it's really just like a hang fest, you know, like who can chill with the mayor the most? Yeah. And he, he has a lot of events where these policies will be unrolled and they're always very half-baked. There was a uh, June event on a rooftop in Brooklyn. We're famous for those Brooklyn rooftop parties. And it was for uh, housing. And he unveiled a comprehensive blueprint for solving the affordable housing crisis. But it, it was very vague on how this would be solved, what the plan was. And he refused to say, probably because he does not know how many actual units would be added um, and this blueprint that he's proposing would push back the timeline to revise the city's housing code till 2024. Mm. Um, so there's a chance that no new housing will even be built in the time that he's in office, uh, let alone dealing with, you know, vacant units and all that stuff, making sure it's affordable housing. Uh, if we don't even know if he's going to build any housing at all. So, Not to mention that, like, for someone who would, like, dare to hold up his Democratic bona fides and say, oh, affordable housing is important to me, then make his other main priority homeless encampment sweeps. Yes. To the extent that he has a public Google Doc <laughs> of every homeless <laughs> encampment in this giant city that he is actually checking 20 times a day to make sure they get cleared by thugs, you know, like, well, I mean, as we have discussed, he is homeless, so he's probably doing that. <laughs> he's looking for a place to move into <laughs> <Just> <laughs> under the BQE is what he's scoping out. But he'd feel more comfortable if there were police there. And that's where that comes in. Yeah, he's going to put in like a really nice tent somewhere and be like, no one could bug me in here or whatever. But I really <laughs> I, I'm in here oh. with Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody let me chill. Well, yeah, he, he was asked about a reporter. They were like, well, how are you keeping track of these homeless encampments? And he's like, oh, we have a system. We have a system. We devised a system. And they keep pressing, well, what's the system? What's the system? And it turns out, yeah, it's a Google Doc. Or they just list them. Um, but God, Google Doc's very helpful. Oh, we put them in alphabetical order. So don't worry. Everything's <laughs> fine. Right. No big deal that we're making homeless people double homeless. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty disgusting. Like um, there was a similar thing that happened somewhat similar in Boston a few months ago where they uh, they busted up a, an encampment and, you know, was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But they at least like sent social workers the day, the week leading up to it to like talk to everybody and make sure they had a place to stay and arrange housing for everybody. They didn't do any of that in New York. Right. They have not. The kindest just... version of the nightmare arrangement we have with human life and property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no ameliorated situation in New York. It's just people with a bulldozer knocking your house down. Yeah. It's completely yeah. respectful. Um, so confusingly, the Speaker of the City Council is now named Adams, Adrian Adams. They call him mm -hmm. Adam Squared. It is a common name. Fair it's enough. not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay, yeah, it's not like two uh, Anders's running New York City, which would be... And it's a woman, right? Yes, Adrienne. So you're not going to be like a Mr. Adams and then get confused? No, no. The bad. Adams family. The Adams family. Right. That's what, uh, yeah, that's what their budget has been called. The Adams family budget. Um, because yeah. who is putting this thing into the computer? A severed hand? <laughs> well, Adams family surplus value. It's a goth socialist podcast. Mm. Right? It's a goth socialist podcast. 
And that's yeah. why we're talking about Shark Week. <laughs> but like, so the basically he got overruled. He he like, like he couldn't make up his mind on who he wanted the speaker to be, and like he was threatening people and trying to you know throw his weight around, and they just like didn't listen to him and put um, this woman in charge. But it does seem like he has kind of got his way more or less on the budget. He did start with $2 billion in cuts, um, which it seems like that he was influenced by Bloomberg and Bloomberg's sort of inner circle. Um, because He you is know. very close friends with Michael Bloomberg. Right. To a point where he is quoted in the article as saying, I love you, Mike, which is just <laughs> weird to think of a mayor saying, I guess. Yeah. I love you, the mayor. Also right. weird to call him Mike. He's such a little fancy. He's man. such a Michael. Yeah. He's such a Michael. Mm, he Michael. wants to be referred to as Michael, I think. Yeah. Mike is like a working class guy name. Right. You no. Know? Mike installs your air conditioner. Michael let you drink a soda. Mike doesn't care. But but can I drink a slurp juice? Mike, as Eric Adams talking to him. Yeah, but uh, how my, big of a slurp juice am I allowed to drink? He's gonna outlaw slurp juice, and that's the thing. Crypto <laughs> is allowed. Slurp juice is not available <laughs> in New York restaurants. Well, big ones are not available. Yeah, you can get a small to medium sized slurp juice, and we haven't seen how big the slurp juices the apes have available. Right. What the fuck? We're right. <laughs> <laughs> Anders, go on. Um, <laughs> so this, uh, they're they're trying. They eventually the city council slurped down his budget. He, they good. did get him to. They did talk him down to just a billion dollars in cuts, mostly to education. Um, Finally. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere we that bloated education budget has hung this city down for too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we need that money to make more cops. <laughs> De Blasio, I hated him. Right, I was not a fan of De Blasio when he was mayor. Did vote for him, uh, but like, I I miss him now. You know, with this fucking guy. He was ineffectual too, but at least he wasn't like doing this. Like of the just, Adams family, he was Lurch, who is the most likable undead member of the family. Yeah, he's just right. big. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he makes pre-kindergarten care available from the city. That's China, what Lurch yeah. does. <laughs> Slightly available, yes. I mean, and that so he rammed through this uh, billion-dollar budget. You know, uh, or or the billion dollar smaller budget, um, and it was pretty depressing to see. You know, the two DSA members, along with a few other um, progressive to socialist council members, voted no, and then everybody else voted yes, including a ton of people who said we don't like this, but ah, we got to do it. We just got to do it. You know. And I hate to say I told you so, but I really don't in this case. Um, one of those people is Crystal Hudson, who a year ago was running against a DSA candidate for city council. And everybody was not everybody, but a lot of like very left leaning people I know were like, well, yeah, but they're the same on the issues. They're going to do the same stuff. The only difference is she's a woman, basically, even though this had been somebody who had worked in Lori Combo's office was working for her as she was pushing through a real, this huge gentrification boondoggle at the Bedford Union Armory. And uh, her designee basically gets in and votes for an austerity pro-cop budget. Um, And I guess she was the progressive choice. I'm sure those people who said she was worth supporting over uh, Michael Hollingsworth will apologize with their tails between their legs. But um, It's just sad that, like, in many ways, he is a weak mayor. He's floundering. He has connections to unions and the NYPD, but, like, he has no focus. He's no direction. And he could be vulnerable to a challenge if there was enough of a left in the city council. 
uh, and in city government. It doesn't look like that's the case now. I mean, you have um, so far, this article seems to indicate that Brad Lander, who's a comptroller, and Jumani Williams haven't really stepped up to the plate to call him out and challenge him on stuff. So he's just kind of like coasting by. It's it's very strange. But Well, the thing, too, to remember is that although it does not feel this way psychically, we are in, relatively speaking, stable times as a city compared to two years ago. And, you know, imagine if July 2020 was happening with Eric Adams as mayor and the kind of discretion the police would get to crack heads. Yeah. You know, he can still be a nightmare figure in his own way, but he is a beautiful representation of the times, which is like a guy who doesn't really stand for anything, but has a really good attitude about it. Yeah. Very swag. Which, as we're seeing with the Supreme Court stuff, is not just a domestic thing. It's nationally where how we're feeling as a country is just we need... We need vibes more than we've ever needed them. We're low on vibes and we could use some more vibes. Now more than ever, for sure. We need to vibe. The time had, for just $15, you can vibe. <laughs> some Rudy sandals. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. I saw that weird thing. R- R- Rudy Giuliani Rudy. is selling sandals. He, I had to see it like a roundabout because he blocked me for I don't even who knows what? point. Yeah, he no Rudy Giuliani has to be blocked. How often is Rudy Giuliani seeing your tweets? <laughs> I he's a I think he's a Legion of Skanks fan or a Come Town fan or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's been on a couple times. Yeah. You know, I don't Drake know. Is gay. I'm America's mayor. He fucked that girl in the parking lot. The disabled yeah. girl. He's bad. Did you post anything pro ferret? Maybe. I know he hates ferrets. I think I've talked about that on the show before. That is one serious reversal I could see Mayor Adams having. Yeah, bringing back ferrets. I think a ferret is a furry friend. We should be allowed. (laughs) (laughs) We successfully went around 20 minutes without the impression, and (laughs) it was the hardest 20 minutes of my life. Yeah. It kind of makes sense that you bring up vibes with the Supreme Court. I don't know. I was just like, I don't even want to ape another podcast here, but I was listening to Citations Needed and then a really, really interesting episode about um, like how the, I get, I, this never occurred to me, but this is exactly how it's framed now that I think about it. Like the Supreme Court in American society and culture is framed as apolitical, which is like insane, but that's kind of the defense of it at all times. And like, if you read like all these fucking people that liberals like deify, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sotomayor and all these people, their defense of these these psychos that are like resp- the six people that are just like overturning all of human civil rights and shit right now, the ones that people say are good will always say like Clarence Thomas is such a good man. He has such good vibes. You know, it's a vibe based argument. The defense of it, like. He's so nice. He asked me about my kids and stuff like that. And like, it's absurd that that is the defense coming from supposedly the the good people on the Supreme Court of the, you know, the ones that are fucking everything up. Well, I mean, it's it's the branch of government that more than the other ones, which also transparently have this as their main affectation is the class based bellwether for keeping you know, an elite status quo on top of the government. Because in order to think of who is in charge of the Supreme Court of the United States, it's just meritocracy of Yale and Harvard graduates. And it's like, surely they're not affected by, I don't know, the laws that govern the nation and the rest of us. They're operating through pure logic outside of that. But nothing is outside of that. If you if you take a step back and consider like what politics is, why would that ever happen? Well, you always know, like with, with the entire government and every the ruling class, essentially, like, you know, you're always you always kind of know there's this true thing about what liberals aren't seeing, which is like, yeah, there's there's people from different backgrounds and stuff that are in government or in the ruling class. And they might pretend like some of them have our interest in mind, but class trumps 
race and gender and everything all the time. Like the people that are in, in the ruling class are always going to have each other's backs before they have ours, which is true. But I guess I just, I haven't thought about the Supreme court as much as I have this week because this hasn't been happening recently. Because around. folks, they're on one. <laughs> I don't know be, if you've been looking at the news. <laughs> to think about, to really look at them and see it distilled down into nine people. Like, it's yeah. a, so fucking, like, gross. I mean, our country's only been around for like 200 years, but how many times has the Supreme Court been accurately described as on one? They're the most Dude. on one they've ever been. Usually it's weird. Like they, I mean, they've done a lot of terrible stuff, but like, yeah, I don't know. You just don't think about them that much. It's like it, if you're playing beer pong with the Supreme Court right now, they'd be doing bounce shots on you over and over again, and you'd be like, "What is this about?" About to cut their own bangs and like shave the side of their head, like on one. They're having like a BPD episode or something. <laughs> what do they want? How do we stop them? What know? do they want? Don't answer that with 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 the re- things that they want. Um. I thought this might be an interesting way to end the show. And it is on somewhat of a sad note, but um, there, there is a, <laughs> a stipulation in the don't say gay bill in Florida, because I feel like Florida has kind of the national attention Um right now in in some aspects uh as they are the cutting edge of the conservative uh uh, sauron eye that has seized control of the national politics through the supreme court through the don't say gay bill there's apparently a protocol where if somebody is in your class specifically gym class with you and they are openly gay there's a notice that has to go out to all of the teachers this is like elementary school right i i think it's for all levels but it does go down as young as elementary school and that does mean that like anyone who creates a mean rumor sends out a chain email to the entire student body family (laughs) of everyone at the school so like if Anders was in your gym class, you would be getting an email from the mean Russian kid he's friends with <laughs> <laughs> that he's like a health risk <laughs> to like, everyone involved. I read about this and like, it's obviously like, this is fucked up. It's the most upsetting thing possible, <laughs> but it is also like the most vulnerable to tricksterism like, that the american just, government has ever been what like is this fucking total fascist nazi shit but for mm-hmm. like did you not think for a second what would it have been like when you were in middle school if this was a thing you could just constantly any any one of your friends <laughs> press a button that sends an email to everyone in the community that they're gay <laughs> like, you gotta talk to like your parents the next <laughs> and be like, yeah, he's gay. I don't. Well, I, I saw his shoes. Maybe, maybe that's the saving grace that keeps it from being a fucking evil eugenicist witch hunt or whatever. <laughs> is that everyone is just constantly doing it to each other because it's really funny to <laughs> call Crime Stoppers and be like. By the way, can you email my dad and tell him that Anders is gay? I mean, how many times has this happened before you're like, okay, no more emails about this, actually. (laughs) And I'm a bigoted person, but this is spam. Yeah, there's no way the system could possibly work. Because everyone would just be doing it all the time. Maybe that's fucking cool. Maybe that's anti-fascist action there is just to flood the system, you know, the way flood the system. whenever they create these narc systems, like one thing you can't do is just like just flood the hotline or whatever. This right. is a really fun way to do that. It's almost like a really special coming out sor- ceremony of like Orange County Parent Teacher Association is proud to present. Stuart is gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if you do it on yourself? You're like, uh, this is how I'm telling everyone. Yeah, like that. How think of how few public uh, machinery you have at hand to like make an announcement in your life. <laughs> 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 to 
to just uh, let everyone know something you'd like to tell them all at once. Which again, know. Uh, you know, is, uh, is a very, <laughs> is literally a nightmare situation come to life, but I thought, no, thought it'd be worth bringing up. <laughs> no, no. The intended use of this is obviously like horrific and the worst thing ever, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of an optimist about this. Like misuse would be really funny. <laughs> like take the teeth off the fucking thing. Every student should just do it to every other student and then just flood the system with warning emails that there's a you know this is a reality that um isn't discussed enough which is that although the forces of reaction at this moment are winning and we are in this insidious kind of like eclipse formation of the the dark side of man uh showing its teeth all of the people who hold these reactionary views are also stuck in the dumbass world we live in where nothing works and everything backfires all the time. <laughs> and it's gotta be a real, I don't know, mixed blessing for them too. Yeah. Listen, if you know, um, another Patreon subscriber to our podcast that you suspect of being a gay, lesbian, trans, queer, um, Asexual, intersex, and so on and so forth. Uh, we've set up a button that you can press that right. informs us so that we know someone's listening. That button will send a pre-arranged email to Anders Lee. <laughs> yeah, he's who in, is? I mean, I do a bad gaydar, so he is general secretary of the podcast, and he will analyze each of these and interpret them as uh, as they come. Yeah, whether and you're a we. <laughs> it's gonna be all of them. It's gonna, it's gonna be all of the patients. <laughs> and Anders needs to know. So go ahead and smash that button, ring that bell, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, please sign up so you can uh, join the um, the bounty uh, roundup of you know who is of who's gay. And you can do it, I guess. There's you a can... new Patreon tier just called Who's Gay, where we also send you the email. It's like fifteen dollars or something. Pay an extra twenty bucks if you want to uh narc on us for being gay, but you can do that. Right. For twenty dollars, yeah. Jake is gay. Also, <laughs> <laughs> he molested that girl yeah. and he's That's going so to jail. Fifty bucks if you want to send Anders that email, which is um, but... <laughs> it still goes to Anders. Like it doesn't go anywhere, but <laughs> it's an important step. You could take it home. That's 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 what communism is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't mean to make too much light of this, but I think making light of it is the only way around it because it's like so fucking evil. I don't know what else to do. <sighs> I don't know. You know we're you know. You know we're cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can I actually end on a light uh, news tidbit? Yeah, sure. It's just in. Um, so in Minnesota, there's like this, I don't know, some basic like spending law or basic like bipartisan law that was passed. And somebody snuck in a rider legalizing edibles in Minnesota. And the state Senate there is controlled by Republicans. And they didn't read it and just passed it. So now edibles are legal. Wait, despite, really? Yeah, Whoa. despite the uh, but drugs are like marijuana is illegal, but edibles are legal. I don't know. I just know edibles are legal. I think um, is this like a situation where be. the robot kills itself, kind um, of thing. I don't know what Error, that means. Sure. It's like a, a, a contradiction. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you can get just the edibles and not the smokables, but I don't know point is republicans didn't read the bill and that's you know that's a way to trick them that's a way to get get around these things possibly they cool. might be wise to it now but i kind of doubt they're going to start reading these things that's pretty cool not like how... reading is going to become a big part of politics at this point in history moving forward <laughs> it's like laws are basically the same thing as when you uh buy a computer program and you scroll past all the user right except programs. Scroll to the bottom and hit accept all. That's cool that those people are doing their jobs the same way that we are when we buy bullshit. Yeah, just yeah. drunk on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going to play Fall Guys tonight. <laughs>
All right. No, I legalized edibles. Oh, shit. God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to buy the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, by the way, is very good. Oh, yeah? I hear the new Diablo is pay to win. <laughs> That's not what this game is about. Oh. All right, All boys. Right. Did we do it? Did we do a podcast on a Saturday night? I think we did. Yeah. I'm clapping my hands to dust them off. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it, but it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, please continue to support our show and subscribe to our Patreon if you would like to use the application to email Anders that I am gay. Um, It costs a lot of money, but I assure you it's worth it. Um, It's worth it. A time when people have had more money than ever right now. (laughs) <laughs> I've been looking at those exit surveys. Be everyone has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all just there's no money left. Why do you go back to bartending? There's just no money left. There's just no money left. Um, all right. Well, I don't know if I have any plugs. I think I'm just chilling. Does anyone have anything to, to promote before we get out of here? Uh, we should say our Patreon, patreon.com slash poddamnamerica. Is also the link is in your notes for this episode you're listening to right now. And yeah, uh, consider subscribing to it. You we wouldn't think you'd say these things, it. but sometimes we get feedback that's like, <laughs> "Where is your podcast?" And it's like, "How did you get here?" It's how did you get to this part? <laughs> it's how we make money. We should be like pitching it all the time, but we are not filthy capitalists, so no, don't have right. that. We're not yelling at you about Casper mattresses and boner pills and shit. You know. That's we are barely keeping our heads above water over here. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. your help. <laughs> you should subscribe to it, though, if you want to throw us money so that we don't have to read ads about goddamn motherfucking MailChimp or whatever. None of you can buy a car. Just go ahead and admit that right now, and it will be useless if we start reading you Toyota ads. Give up. Subscribe to the Patreon. All right. At this Anders is Lee here on Twitter and uh, check out me on Substack, uh, AndersLee.substack.com. Got some essays up there. Going to have one soon about uh, sort of reflections on low turnout and this latest round of uh, New York primary races, which I had a little involvement. Um, so you find that uh, on my Substack, Anders Lee here is the name of it. I was thinking of doing here with Anders Lee. Still might change oh. that, but. Uh, but you could the same website name or <clears throat> the same website. It's andersley.substack.com. Sign it. up now, now, now. Um, I have stand-up shows coming up in the middle of July. My my producing um, machine has come to life, and uh, Anders and I are both making paid protest on July sixteenth at the Secret Loft in Manhattan. This is our last show at the Secret Loft. I know I said that before, but they lied to me, and I was deceived. So <laughs> come to this one to support the YDSA. If you would like young socialists to save you from the Gestapo of the future, please show up and fundraise for them. Uh, it will also be a fun stand-up time. I am also, the day before that, at Caveat in the Lower East Side, producing the hard drive stand-up show with Jeremy Kaplowitz. That will be a fun time for gamers and safe for gamers to show up there and admit you are a gamer and uh, come to that one too. Um, I'll also put the link up for that. Why not? And follow me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. That's P-T-A-K Test Kitchen. That's a safe space for gamers, everyone. Uh, Look at my calendar. July 20th, the only show I have booked for the whole month. So far is uh, I'll be on my friend Gabe Pacheco's show. You might have heard on this show before. Uh, it's called Funhouse. It's at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg. I think it's like ten. It's like a late show. Take a bite. Back July thirteenth too. If you want to come by then, huh? Are, are you there the week before? So we're I like am. we have like a residency at right. Pete's Candy Store. Just go to Pete's Candy Store. We're there all the time. Just start hanging out. Okay. All uh, right, everybody. At Feral Jokes. I never plug my Twitter. You know who I am, right? Um, how else did you get here? <laughs> yeah, all right, it's finished. See you, crest out. <laughs>